What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello, and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, action figure exclusive. Uh, I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff, and it's time to talk more about the uh, 2000X Masters of the Universe line, and we're going to talk about Triclops tonight. Um, mm-hmm. The the man so nice, they named him thrice. I, I don't know. I <laughs> need to workshop that I've one. I've never heard that one. Yeah. I've, I've never heard that one. <laughs> well, there's, there's, it's New York, New York. The city's so nice, they named it twice. Oh, it's one of the right. one of the slogans for, for New York City. Um, yeah. yeah. So clearly I'm just oh, more cultured man. than you are, uh, Taylor. <laughs> Uh, but no, we're here to talk about Triclops, and and you have the original one of these, right? There is a variant, but you have the the, the main one, right? I do, I do. Um, as soon as I was able to get one, uh, I found one secondhand, complete. Uh, he didn't come in package, but he did have all of his accessories, and it's it's pretty awesome. That's cool. And there yeah. is a there is a variant that it looks like the only difference is, or the main difference is, well, it's a color variant. Uh, his armor is darker green, um, and his the thing down the middle looks like it's a darker brown. Uh, he's got like a black leotard on underneath, and he has silver pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's it, right? Uh, no, he. There's also um, an emblem on his belt that's been colored silver. There's like the hoses that go like the electronic. Oh yeah, they're like bright green. Bright green. His sword is actually done in bright green, and so is his um, Doom Seeker. Which is a a little uh, flying vehicle that that goes around in the series. It's also done in bright green. So there's like some weird. Oh, and he has gloves. There's like some weird, um, kind of strange differences between it. But it's 
there's aspects of it. Like I love the idea of him having like a tunic or like a, a shirt under his armor. I, 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 I choose to call it a leotard. A leotard. Or a bodysuit, a unitard. Bodysuit. Yeah, I could see that. But at the same time, it does throw off the design. It doesn't feel like Triclops. Right. So why do you suppose, and we're going to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, but why do you suppose on the the main one, they didn't paint that emblem on his belt and just let it be the same color as the rest of the belt? Well, so, okay. At this point, they were, you know, redoing the designs of the original figures. And if you look at the original figure, his belt is just orange. Um, and so in order not to break that up, I think they decided just to keep it this kind of yellow ochre, kind of orangey color to just make it set in as a belt i think when sometimes when they do repaints oftentimes they'll just pick like one or two things to change paint on i like the look of that that buckle being silver but it's not necessary you know i think to to keep the colorization as close as you can to the original i think what the they did with the original 2000x figure here and not the recolor it matches to that classic vintage figure more because they're not taking like you you've got updates on things but it's not drastic it's not too much and i think if they'd put silver on the belt buckle it had been too much okay no I, and 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 you're probably right and it I wouldn't necessarily i wasn't thinking it would necessarily have to be silver just you know like a darker maybe maybe black to match the uh the, the leather straps or or the dark brown to match what's on his chest but, but you know we're getting ahead of ourselves let's let's talk about the figure um so this guy the design is basically an updated version of the one we got in the original line um he's got the same feature i'm assuming that his the 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 helmet on his head turns to where he has three different uh i guess viewports or three different eyes to look through yes it does and there's even an updated feature just not even to it turning it turns and then it also has a light gimmick with it as well is there like a hole in the top of his head that light shines down into it yeah so the top of his head sculpted with a clear plastic and the clear plastic goes and points out towards his eyes so when the disc is turned and you have a specific eye over that light source you put them under a light source that eye lights up and it's kind of to emulate some of the laser fire that he has with certain eyes. Um, the whole the whole engineering of the headpiece that turns is actually made of a clear plastic. And then they've done transparent paint over the eyes and then painted everything else opaque. So instead of it being in like a green plastic, it is kind of a clear plastic. So when you get up close, you can start to see a little bit of that see-through kind of look in certain areas where the paint app is not heavily put on. But I love the fact that, you know, we've got this turnable eye, much like the vintage with new eye sets that kind of reflect what's in the show and even what's in the comic about them. And now we've got a light feature with it as well. I feel like they were really like trying to give, you know, fans of the original vintage run a nice update and a lot of really extra play uh, features and make this as, as toyetic as it could be. 
and that seems like something that they could have included in the first line had they thought about it or had the technology. It seems like something that maybe they they wanted to do, you know. Right. Um and then uh so and he's wearing uh like a he's got a uh, he's wearing basically a hood that uh, goes all the way around his chin and the original was wearing that as well, correct or or no? Yes. Okay, the, that's what I thought. The one Yeah, the one thing that's kind of weird is the original um the way that the chin sits out it chin sits out of the hood. So he's got kind of a weird, you know, bulbous chin. Whereas this time they've taken more of a Robocop approach and like strapped it down where his chin is held on to this kind of like hood set that's all kind of tied together to hold the electronics together. So it it feels more mechanical in nature. Right. Yeah, that's and that's kind of how it how it looked to me as well. Now what I'm having trouble seeing there's some, there's some silver down below his chin going down like into mm-hmm. his chest. Is this, are these like something that's connected to these silver hoses that are going up around his neck? So the hoses around the neck and his neck are two different pieces. So he has silver plating. That's almost like plating that goes around his neck and that's what's under his chin down and it runs to the top of his torso. It's like a metal collar then, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a segmented armor for his neck that probably houses electronics. And then he has these hoses that plug into his chest plate that run into a collar on the back of the head. And that's, again, probably more like servos, electronics, um, things to help him see. In the the comic book about him uh, for the 2000X run of, of, of figures they had run a whole comic series and that comic, he was a blind samurai. So he had been like this samurai that couldn't see. And this one guy who did all this mechanical stuff through attorney and he was able to dig down into the attorney core and had all these like robots and stuff out, you know, looking for things for him. He needed someone to protect what he had. So he hired the blind samurai to come and help him. And he kind of got tricked into having eyesight and basically like his visor, you know, allows him to see electronically into the world, but also see through drones and other things that he has. Um, He ended up getting betrayed and then ended up going working for Skeletor down the road. But the idea was that, He's really good with mechanics because he was learning from this powerful, like, Eternian mechanic as well. So a lot of this stuff is stuff that he has built and changed over time to tie into his his mechanics on his body. Okay. He's like a cyborg in a way. Right. Well, kind of like Robocop, like you were talking about. Uh, and so the the brown strip that's coming down his his chest uh, and connecting to, I guess, I, I don't know what it is. It's like a belt that's halfway up his torso. This is part of this silver portion that we're seeing on his neck, or is it separate? It's separate. So it'd be oh. like the silver silver portion on his neck is almost like plates. Then his green armor is like plated green painted armor right. that is on top of him. And then the brown is like a leather strap that runs right from his neck area, but it runs over the plates into the belt that sits around his waist. 
It's weird. Why does he get the yeah, yeah, he's got the belt that goes but it's it's not at his waist. It's like it's like basically it's, just above his belly, but where his belly button would be, I guess. It's up a ways. Um And we, he's got pockets on so, it, right? Those are those are pouches that I'm seeing. It's like utility belt, right? It's like uh it's either like a utility belt or like a, a battery set. Okay. Yeah, cuz they're they they don't look specifically like pockets. I mean, they kind of look like it from a distance, but they're square with little like rivets on it. Okay. And so it, it could be one of one of two things, but it's kind of a I like it because it still breaks up the design from the vintage toy that had the belt that went around the bottom. But it still adds a little bit of gap in between it and his actual armored waist belt. And we see this like with certain like tactical gear. You actually have a a belt with tactical gear that can ride higher than your actual like gun belt or what's called a holster belt that has, you know, pockets on them for ammo and things. And it, it rides higher because you're supposed to grab more from your mid section than you are from your waist. So with him, it's, I feel like it's kind of the same thing. Like if he, if he had stuff in these pouches, it would be more like Ninja stars that you could throw out. Okay. And speaking of that plating up above the green plating, I really like the rivets that are running around the edge of all of those plates. Yeah. Looks really cool. Now it is, it is a very cool um, and very like mechanical, almost steampunk. Yes. Very steampunk, very industrial looking. Yeah. Now his muscles look very square. Is he wearing a suit or are these, are his muscles just sculpted to be very angular? Okay. So he (laughs) suffers a little bit from the same problems that he man suffered with, with the, anime look it's interesting because there's areas in the arm and leg and and legs on some figures where it feels more rounded out and uh, a little more realistic and then you get some areas that seem to be kind of hard angled and this is kind of like one of those areas where it's it's teetering between an animated look and a realistic look. And I, I'm not sure why that was the, the case because even though I, you know, we know that the Mike Young productions of the 2000 X He-Man was coming out around the same time as the figures, the figures were out, you know, the figures obviously having a nod and a basis on the anime it just seems kind of odd that there's a little bit more of a focus on the, the anime style look of the bodies instead of a more realistic look. And it's, it's weird because it's inconsistent throughout the line. Some figures look very smooth in their muscling and some like Kim right here, he's kind of angled and very sharp edge, like an anime drawing. Yeah. It looks, it looks like he's wearing like plating or so it looks like more plating, like flesh colored plating. So that's odd. I wonder wonder why they went that route. Especially because if you look at his arms and his legs, they're they're very organic looking, although his legs are ridiculous. Um yeah. His legs are a little little more squared up than his arms. His arms are a little bit smoother. Yeah, his legs though have still see some of the angular. Especially his 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 left leg, it's almost like he's got muscles bulging out of other muscles. Yes. I, I don't know. I'm a little confused by the sculpt <laughs> on this guy. At a glance he looks really cool, but when you start looking at the minutia 
uh, everything human is wrong somehow. Right. Although I will say his hands, his hands are sculpted phenomenally well. They look like real human hands. There was a a video a long time ago that I watched that was talking about how, how manly a, a manly can you get and all this. It was talking about a, it's like, you know, are you manly enough? Are you like, you know, uh, an F-16 made out of, you know, muscles. And it was like a fighter jet that had muscles stacked on top of each other. <laughs> and so when you're talking about muscles stacked on muscles. That's what I think of as like the over trope of the manly, manly, man, man, man. <laughs> um, he's he's ripped so many muscles. He's His muscles have ripped too many muscles. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're a little overdefined um and i'm not quite sure like all the anatomy in this but i i will put it this way if it was done you know because these were sculpted by the four horsemen and if i'm going to trust anyone's anatomy between mine and the four horsemen i'm gonna trust their anatomy a lot more just because i know for a fact with a lot of this stuff they have done their sculpting research as far as like everything else within this body type it's spot on so it's it's a little overdeveloped but you know it's we're also dealing with people who in reality would be like seven foot six and weigh about 400 to 500 pounds you know (laughs) they they're overly muscular um and we just don't see this on on earth this is a very barbarian eternian sort of of look so i could see like having a lot of the muscles squared up and even ripped out more making sense for these figures yeah i i and i get it i just like i said it's just it would it's odd it's odd that it's so inconsistent right i would be fine with it either way if it was just a style that they stuck with but the fact that it is kind of inconsistent is weird but like i said his hands Look, you you have this one, right? Are you looking at yours right now? No, I'm looking at the picture. Uh, I couldn't get him off the shelf because he's he's up and kind of back gotcha. and buried. Well, the palm um, on his right hand looks like it's got actual texturing on it. It does. That's that's does. wild. The um the 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 sculpt as far as like the hands and a lot of the sculpted faces and stuff that they've done are amazing including like feet you if we go back to skeletor and we look at both hands and feet on skeletor they are immaculate you know they have a lot of hard um tooling to them in in order to create veins and ligaments and everything else but you know what they were doing with body types might have been more anime inspired but when they got down to the small minutia of the realistic aspect of hands and feet I'm sorry, hands, feet, and faces, they were really dialing in some expert tooling to show like what they could do. And, you know, the horseman, if I remember correctly, was also working for McFarlane back in the day. So when they were, when McFarlane was wanting, you know, a lot of the more realistic spawn statuettes and pieces like that, they were the one responsible for it. So they have that that ability within their toolbox to create things as realistic as these hands. And yeah, they are textured beautifully with palm and even like a little bit of vein work on the outside of the hand, along with ligaments and realistic knuckles. 
the the hands on these figures are amazing. Yeah, no, they they really are, especially again, uh, especially this this one in particular. Um, mm-hmm. So the, whatever I whatever problems I have with the the, the torso and the legs. Uh, the hands sort of make up for it. Um, away. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the, these gauntlets that he's wearing are really thick too. And I like that. And on the variant are these, these are part of the gloves, right? Or no, no, he's just wearing, yeah, on, he's just got black gloves on underneath them. Right. And then the, the other pieces are, are colored. They're almost like leathered, uh, kind of like the leather piece on his torso. Um, it's colored Brown on his gauntlets on the recolor. So his hands are black. But then he's got brown, almost like leather bracers instead of the like orangey metal. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. So then going down from there, uh, we got this, the belt that we've talked about. It's, it's a metal belt and this, this logo on it, is it, I guess it's supposed to look like a sort of look a little bit like his helmet. Like an eye. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of eye motif in, in this figure. So the, the belt has a bit of a an eye motif where it's almost like a squinted eye but with a a drop that comes down um between that and then almost like a a, an eye sort of design within the torso armor itself like on the the leather he also has it on his knees so it's like kind of carrying in small nods this kind of look of a camera or an eye within all of his uh, body. And I believe even on his bracers, there's a bit of, it almost looks like an eye on the tops outside of his bracers as well. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense. You know, he's, he's blind. He's got this mechanical eye that does all this stuff. It makes sense for him to have this kind of repeat of an eye design. And I like it because it's a nice update to just a standard belt where we might not have had an eye design with everything that was him and vintage this time, they're able to play with those little designs, throw it in and kind of create more of an, uh, an, a, uh, Oh my goodness. What's the word? Cohesive sort of, of design that has a lot of thematic elements in it. Right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's, it's, it's cool when they're able to do that. Um, so hanging off of the belt, he's got these, what, five leather straps in the front, and there are some in the back as well. Is there how many in the back? Oh, seven in the back. Five, five or seven, yeah. Five in the front, seven in the back, and they're, they're just leather strips, it looks like. But it looks like they do have some rivets on them. Yeah, they're they're like, so they're, they're strips that have basically little square pieces that make up the the bulk of this. So they're like little plates and each plate has a small rivet on it. As if this were like some sort of like leather plated armor that is tied down to the leather bolted down and works as kind of, you know, crotch armor. And I, I, I dig it. It's, it's cool. Instead of having to have like just a, a fuzzy loincloth, you know, you get an armored loincloth and it's like, I, I dig it. Yeah. I, I like I it too. Look. And then the, the green on each side, is that, is that supposed to be the same rigid metal that's making up his, uh, his shoulder pads and everything? Yeah. It would be like, uh, it'd be like, like hip pads as well. Okay. Kind of like what the Mandalorian has. Right. 
uh, under his belt, he's got those hip pads. Same thing. So it's like pleated armor. Okay. And we've talked about his thighs already. Uh, so he's wearing, he's got knee pads on that go up above his knees. Or at least he has, yeah, he's got, got them on both knees. Um, mm -hmm. And it looks like it's the same sort of green metal on the, on the, uh, in, like on, on the front of the pads. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah. So it would be like, you know, uh, um, a piece of cloth that would tie around his leg. And then on the outside is the metal pad. And each one is sculpted up and then down almost like an eye, but they're both, even though the, the pads match as far as their look with one another, they are mirror images of each other. So they both turn in a different way across the knee. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. All right, cool. And then coming down from there, his boots, he's got, He's got fur-lined boots. It looks like he's got fur up around the top. And then is this, a, this is supposed to be like a leather strip coming down the front that's a, a lighter brown? Or it's, I think it's like a leather um, shin guard. So probably something that's just wrapped up over the boot. Okay. So like as, as the boot would be like cloth that's been tied down with bandages, this is like a leather bracer that just goes over the shin that's also tied down. Okay, gotcha. Kind of like a like a spat, but but for his shin instead of yeah. the top of his feet. Right. Okay, got it. Cool. All right. Well, that's the figure. So let's talk first about his sword. Uh, he's got a green sword, and it's got a it's got a finger guard on it, mm -hmm. going the length of it, and is it looks like it's sort of a shiny green. It is. It is a shinier green, so it's a metallic green with a black handle and a black um, finger guard on the outside. And it's, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember on the vintage, I'm trying to turn to look, but I think the vintage might, I think it had that finger guard on it as well. A lot of the, a lot of the swords did, and that's because they couldn't hold it in one of their hands. Because the way their hands were molded, so you had that finger guard to, to put fingers through. And so right. I think he kind of in that same vein, like they kept it in there because the vintage had it, but now they just incorporate it almost as like a, um, a part of the weapon. So like this is something that he spins from. Okay. And yeah, how did they, did they cast it? How did they get the metallic, that metallic plastic, um, in this so softer, softer plastic. It's, it, it could be, you know, I, that one, I don't know, but okay. It is all done in the metallic plastic and it's not, it's not super soft, but it's soft enough. It's pliable enough to fit in his hands. Um, but it is all metallic with the paint app on it and not vice versa. Cause sometimes you'll get to where it's like black and then they do like some sort of paint app on to get the metallic. This is in that reverse. And even, even the doom seeker that he comes with is done in silver, but it's also almost a Keshi style material. So, you know, back in the nineties, they were able to do that where they had the, the, the softer plastic that had the metallics in it, which is kind of, a different scene from what we had in the eighties when anything that we had that had that kind of swirling metallic plastic was actually fairly rigid. This time we're getting to see that that's not always the case. I mean, again, tooling and plastic pouring 
as you move up the, um, the years, it's going to get better. And this is just one of those things. They got a lot better. Okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. Obviously. Okay. So now let's talk about this little flying doohickey that he comes with. What, what is this that I'm looking <laughs> right. at? So this is called a doom seeker. Um, it, we never had this in the vintage toy. We never had this in the vintage cartoon. However, in the cartoon and the comics, this played a, a major role in that this doom seeker was essentially his eyes and ears out in the world. He could send this thing out. It was quiet. It could hide around corners. It could see things. Um, and that's how he would know like lots of extra secrets and where people were, or if Eskeltor's, you know, having him go and hunt someone, then he could send doom seekers out and they could help him find where things are without him physically having to be there. So it's like a drone. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Like a, like a drone spy bot. Yeah. Spy cam yeah. basically. Okay. And it's all silver and it comes in this plastic stand, clear plastic stand that it can. So it looks like it's floating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. And you can, you can take it off the stand. It has kind of a ball jointing um, at the plastic part for this to kind of snap onto. And the stand's made out of basically two different plastics. You got the clear plastic that has a a plate and a, a kind of a, a ball jointing thing to snap this Doom Seeker to. And it curves back and then it's got a black plate underneath that can also turn, though you don't really have to, but it it turns on a black plate and that's what helps stabilize this thing. Um, the thing is, is once you put the Doom Seeker on, because the Doom Seeker is a, a denser plastic, that's kind of a heavy, almost like Keshi style material. It knocks over very easily, and it's one of those. It has, it has been the reason to trip up, you know, figures off of my shelf, including knocking Manadars off, and that's how he got his shoulder pauldron broke because of that Doom Seeker. Oh no. It was seeking well, doom. I would say it, it warned you with its name. <laughs> so I see on the back he's got a got a, a button on the back. What is what does that do? What is his uh, action feature here? So on his uh, left hand, he actually has a slashing hand. So um, if you put the sword in his hand and then you raise his hand up, when you hit the button, it causes his hand to slash down. So okay. He can, he can slash people. And does it work pretty well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It works great. And and you don't have any problems with yours at, at, after twenty plus years? No. Or I guess about twenty years. No, but I. No, but I also I don't really play with them much anymore, just because it's like. Well, I'm assuming you're I've afraid to. Yeah. Up. Well, it's not that I'm afraid to. It's more like I don't. No, like when I bring it down, if I can get them back up and fill the space up as I did, I, I tried getting a figure down the other day and I, I ended up knocking one figure on the ground and knocking five others over. So it's like for dusting, I usually take an air can and just spray over it. And then I don't really get to play with them very often just because they are so posed and set right on that shelf. It's hard to, to get them off. And, the 2000X run, there's so many figures and they are kind of compacted in one dense area that there's literally like people like 
on top of one, not on top of one another, but kind of like cross with them one another that I'm afraid if I like pull him down, I'll be knocking over Merman, Roboto, and uh, who else? King Hiss, who it looks like he's already fallen for. And I gotta I'm sure him. he probably has. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's. It's it's a cool shelf, and I love the lines. But some of these they, they have an issue standing because they are so spectacularly posed. Right. So, tell me then, what is your favorite feature about this toy? I love, absolutely love the the redesign and the functionality of that visor. It is such a cool piece to have. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, but I think for me, uh, I really like the sculpting on those the the armor, that green armor with the that rivets is, and everything. I yeah. think it looks really, really nice. It does, and it it pairs really nicely with the the rest of the look of the figure too. Like the the way they were pulling that design together, the it works really well with the technology and the the look and i i think i'm that that's a good choice that armor is excellent i thought so so what is your least favorite feature about this toy (laughs) so he does suffer um with one of his feet he does suffer with standing as he's turned because one of his feet are a little too far back and that was one of the things that for the most part like everything about this figure is amazing. And I absolutely love the design. I love the colorization. I love the look of them, but because of that one foot and it's his right leg, as it comes back, it does have a hard time standing in the way his left foot is out. It tends to make him want to tip forward. Um, and I just feel like I, I, I would have personally much rather feel like he should have just been squared up a little bit more and not posed out the way he is. Okay, so he he's too posed, uh, so he can't really do like he's a neutral. Can't do a neutral pose. Right. Okay, I get that. For me, it's the uh, it's the muscles. Uh, you know the the inconsistency with the muscles and how there's how how he sculpted. Um, again, I I just don't get it because it's it's the four horsemen. They do everything so well. I right. I just I don't understand why. That's the way they went with it. Not sure. And I mean, I, the, the pictures here make it seem harsher than it is. Um, but it, it is a little more special on the torso, a little more squared up. And I don't know if that was just to, to kind of catch the, the anime aspect of the show and put that in there. Or if the show is just based off of what the four horsemen gave us, it, it's really hard to tell, but I, I could see that being aggravating. I, I thought so as well. Yeah. So uh, what do you think best exemplifies the line with this figure? So with this particular one, I really feel like that kind of nod to the vintage with a nice technological update is it really falls right in that, that perfect um, uh, uh, hole of being a, a really good modern update of what we got vintage wise. And, you know, the character in the vintage toys, we, we loved him. We felt he was a part of the line because he's got a unique gimmick. 
um, a unique name that goes with that gimmick, and he stands out because he's bright and colorful, and he's got this cool gimmick. And as an update for this line, they have not disappointed at all. He's got an excellent update with an extra feature, but then really nice streamlined armor and design that makes him stand out, makes him look the part, but even cooler than he did before. And, you know, I, I think I would agree with you there. I think uh, the, the thing that exemplifies the line is what they've done to update it, the original line. And I think that's that's exactly right. And that's that's what really shines with this figure as well. Yep. So is this toy cool? Yes. <laughs> it's it's hard to say no to this one. It really is. Um, I I'm not sure how many of the figures I can actually say no to in this line because they are just, they're, they're unique. They're, they're interesting looking and they, this is kind of the first time where we get figures that, that from Mattel that teeter more on that collectible sort of vibe that's still being processed for kids. And it's just the, the look of them, the, the styling of them, like he, he's a great, shelf figure to have and yeah i think he's amazing i think he looks super cool and i, I think he's well worth it and and i will say cool as well uh despite my misgivings about the uh the, the musculature and everything about the muscular yeah i i think i think it is a really cool figure and i this is one i wouldn't i wouldn't mind having this one on my shelf either uh but yeah. uh you know ram man first obviously right. um yeah uh but yeah very cool figure so folks we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh the 2000x triclops so head to the facebook page and let us know what you think uh, if you have one on your shelf that stands up and doesn't uh, destroy all of your other figures uh, <laughs> let us know that as well right so that will do it for this edition until next time uh, for talking toys with taylor and jeff action figure exclusive i'm taylor and i'm jeff and remember they're not dolls they're action figures action figures that can technically see behind them guy in the back of his head he has an eye in the back of his head just one well Good. technically two they're not back just to the sides Good night, folks <laughs> thank you for listening for more episodes of this show or other marvin dog media productions go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via itunes email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com follow us on twitter at marvindogmedia Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.